Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. I hope everyone is doing great. I hope you all have had a fantastic week of jazz development and that you're ready to continue our altered dominant journey. So far, we have explored the dominant sharp 11 sound, the dominant flat 13 sound, the dominant flat 9, flat 13 sound, and today we look at the king of all altered sounds, the fully altered dominant, which includes every alteration possible, literally, flat 9, sharp 9, flat 5, sharp 5. If you are not familiar with the fully altered dominant sound, then you are in for a musical treat that will change your musical life forever. And I'm not kidding, forever. If you've been listening to the podcast, especially the last several weeks, you know that I love altered dominant sounds. And my favorite is also the one that I am currently practicing and studying. Well, today is no different. The fully altered dominant sound is without question my favorite altered dominant. Yes, it is true. I confess I love them all. But the fully altered dominant sound packs a punch that is hard to beat. The various combinations of uh, alterations provide us with some very dramatic musical options, some very dramatic musical possibilities. We will look at these dramatic options today, both harmonically and melodically. So today will be another micro-study where we get under the hood and get our hands greasy so that we thoroughly understand the fully altered dominant sound mentally, orally, and physically. And this is, this is why I love micro-study. I love taking the engine apart, examining each and every piece, and then putting it all back together. This is what makes the study of music, the study of jazz, so much fun. Jazz is a fascinating study that provides satisfying rewards for an entire lifetime. It's not like putting together a model airplane and that when you're done, you're done. Right? Are you kidding me? If the study of jazz were like putting together a model airplane, our interest would last maybe maybe an hour at that. And then <laughs> there certainly would be no Jazz Piano Skills podcast, just like there is no model airplane podcast. I don't at least I don't think so. Right? Who knows, right? But you know that jazz not only is a fascinating study an awesome study, but it's also very humbling. I heard this expression once said about the game of baseball, but it applies to music as well. Here's the, here's the expression. There are two kinds of people in baseball, those who are humble and those who are about to be. <laughs> right? 
Well, we can substitute the word music there, right? There are two kinds of people in music. Those who are humble and those who are about to be. So very, very true. And this is why the pursuit of musical excellence is addicting. It's about conquering an amazing challenge. And all of that to say that micro-study, right, getting under the hood, getting our hands greasy and dirty, taking it apart, putting it all back together, why micro-study is so very invigorating. Next week, I believe we will do a macro-study where we do just the opposite. We take a big-picture approach. We learn a tune. Yes, Tune Tuesday is back next week. Not sure yet what tune we will learn, but I can guarantee you it will be a classic jazz standard. Regardless of our study, right, whether it be a micro or macro exploration, I know many questions will arise that need to be answered. And when you have questions, I want you to have no worries. Whenever you have questions during a podcast episode, you can send me a SpeakPipe message, a voicemail message, and I will respond with an answer right away. If you are listening to this podcast through the Jazz Piano Skills website, look directly below the podcast player and you will see the SpeakPipe widget click on the start recording button and speak. (laughs) That's all there is to it. It doesn't get much simpler than that. Your message will come to me in seconds, and I will return your question, I promise, within the same day. It's awesome technology, and I hope, I hope you take advantage of it. It's a great way for, for the two of us to engage with one another Um, quickly and efficiently. It's very cool technology. And again, I am always happy to help you discover, learn, and play jazz piano. So don't be shy. You have a question, click on the record button, send your message, and I'll get right back to you. Last week, I presented a five-point outline magnifying the fact that music is the production of sound. Musicians, especially jazz musicians, produce sound. Sound like the fully altered dominant. And musical sound, being a grouping of notes, harmonically and melodically, that establish a sound type, major, dominant, minor, half diminished, and diminished. So I want to take a second, I want to go through this outline again, because it's important. It's important that you know these facts, and it's important that you have mentally processed these facts, and that these facts govern your jazz study and practice approach. So here's the outline again. Bullet point number one. Notes by themselves do not establish a sound type. Any note, that note there, 
middle C. It's not major, it's not minor, it's not dominant, half diminished, or diminished. It's just simply a note. And that is the same for all 12 notes. They're just notes. Bullet point number two. Therefore, we have to always look at how notes relate to one another, right? The relationship. If we can't decipher the relationship, we are already in trouble. Bullet point number three. It is the relationship that establishes a musical sound a sound type, major, dominant, minor, half diminished, diminished. Bullet point number four. It is the sound type that our mind wants to identify, our ears want to hear, and our hands want to play. And bullet point number five. We should be practicing in such a way that we are cognitively aware of the musical sound, the sound type that we are playing, regardless of how we're playing it, whether we're playing it harmonically or playing it melodically. We need to be aware of the musical sound, the sound type that we are playing. So, it's this five-point outline. It's these musical facts that we must understand and we must apply. If this outline, these musical facts, are not understood and are not applied, then your study of music is what, is what I call a paint-by-number approach. Ones equal blue, twos equal yellow, and so on. Another way I explain it is uh, it's a dot-and-button approach, right? This dot means push that button. This dot means push that button, right? It's very mechanical. It's very robotic. It's very boring. Certainly not artistic, which music should be, right? It's an artistic endeavor, which is the very core of jazz itself. So today, we will be playing a grouping of notes that produce an altered dominant sound, the fully altered dominant sound, which includes flat nine, sharp nine, flat five, sharp five. And we will be producing that sound, that altered dominant sound, harmonically and melodically. Our minds, our ears, and our hands will be fully engaged and synced together. I want you to know that the educational guides that I produce for every Jazz Panel Skills podcast episode uh, are available for immediate download at jazzpianoskills.com. 
And again, if you are listening to this podcast episode uh, through the Jazz Piano Skills website, you'll see the download links for each educational guide to the right of the podcast player. Very easy. Likewise, you can access all of the educational guides for every Jazz Panel Skills podcast episode through the jazzpanelskills.com website. There are three educational guides, the illustration guide, the lead sheet guide, and the play-along guide for every Jazz Panel Skills podcast episode, which can be downloaded individually. You can just download uh, a single educational guide or you can download them as a bundle, or you can uh, establish, um, set up a, subscri a subscription where you have access to all of them uh, every episode, every week, every month, every year. So uh, the illustration guide uh, helps you discover the jazz piano skill conceptually, right? It's going to help you discover the fully altered sound. Uh, the imagery and the graphics are fantastic. And you've heard me say this a thousand times, your physical growth as a jazz pianist depends 100% on your mastery of the jazz piano skill being studied, right? Your mastery of that jazz piano skill mentally. Your conceptual understanding drives your physical development. The imagery, the graphics allow you to do just that allows you to mentally digest the shapes and sounds of the jazz piano skill, of the fully altered dominant sound. The lead sheet guide uh, uses traditional musical notation to help you successfully learn the jazz piano skill physically, right? If you're a reader and you love seeing concepts uh, notated, written out using traditional music notation, notes on a musical staff, then the lead sheets are perfect for you. They are perfect to have sitting on your piano and to use as a quick reference when you are getting these various harmonic shapes and these melodic lines under your fingers. And there are 12 lead sheets for each podcast episode, one for each of the 12 keys of music. In fact, all of the guides are laid out for all 12 keys. And finally, the play-along guide, uh, which are the play-along tracks, again, for all 12 keys. And, and these play-along tracks are perfect to help you successfully play the fully altered sound or the jazz piano skill being taught in the podcast episode. Uh, the play-along tracks will help you develop a strong sense of internal time, plus develop a proper jazz feel and articulation. And I say this all the time, too. I cannot teach you that. A teacher cannot teach you time, right? You have to experience time in order to develop time. And so what these play-along tracks allow you to do is they allow you to experience time and develop your feel and articulation in the comforts and the confines of your home. I cannot stress enough how beneficial all of the educational podcast guides are. The illustration guides, the lead sheet guide, the play-along guide, how uh, beneficial they are for expediting your musical growth. Growth. So be sure to check them out, right, at jazzpianoskills.com. Go to the homepage, click on the podcast link that's in the menu bar that runs across the top of the page, and you will be directed to the uh, podcast episodes and the educational guides. 
you will have them at your fingertips. And if you uh, get the educational guides and have questions, you can always send me a quick voicemail message using the SpeakPipe widget that I mentioned earlier. Um, and uh, you can also, uh, you know what, you can also post your questions in the Jazz Piano Skills Forum. Uh, and let the community help you, or you can attend the Thursday evening Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass at 8 p.m. Central and get your questions answered face-to-face. So uh, my, my goal here is just to provide you uh, several different avenues for you to reach out and for you to get help and assistance when you need it. And ultimately, my goal is to provide you with the best jazz piano lessons, the best jazz piano educational materials, and the best jazz piano support that's available anywhere today. So let's discover, learn, and play the fully altered dominant sound. In this lesson, you are going to discover the fully altered dominant sound, the flat nine, sharp nine, flat five, sharp five. You are going to learn how to construct the fully altered dominant sound using the flat nine, sharp nine, flat five, sharp five. And you are going to play the fully altered dominant sound both harmonically and melodically. So regardless of where you are, where you are personally in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even an experienced professional, you are going to find this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson, exploring the fully altered dominant sound to be very beneficial. So the very first thing we want to do when we set out to explore any sound, not just altered dominant sounds, but any musical sound, we want to get a handle. We want to get a handle on that sound to discover it First and foremost, harmonically. We want to be able to play the sound as a chord. So I'm going to use the C dominant chord. C dominant, fully altered, flat 9, sharp 9, flat 5, sharp 5, as the model today. And you, of course, as you did with the dominant sharp 11, with the dominant flat 13, with the dominant flat 9, flat 13, you're then going to apply this harmonic approach to the remaining 11 dominant chords. So let's go through a few voicings, two-handed voicings, for the C dominant fully altered sound. So the first one, I want you to play your third and seventh in your left hand below middle C. So I want you to play your E and your B flat. In your right hand, I want you to play a C sharp minor triad. And as we did with uh, the other altered dominant sounds, I want you to go down and play a C with your left hand down in the bass. Hold your sustain pedal down and come up and hit those five notes. You have your E and B flat in the left hand you have your C-sharp minor in the right hand. So let's do that again. So what do we have? In your right hand, we have a C-sharp, which is D-flat, or the flat nine. We have our E, which is the third, 
and we have a G sharp or an A flat, right? We have a G sharp, which would be your sharp five. So we have a flat nine and we have a sharp five combination. Again, the C sharp, the D flat being the flat nine, and the G sharp being our sharp five. What a beautiful sound. Okay. Now, we can invert those, right? You can invert that C-sharp minor triad. There's an inversion. I can invert my third and seventh in my left hand as well. Now I have my seventh on the bottom, right? So I like to practice this where I just move through uh, various inverted shapes. So it sounds something like this. So that's voicing option number one. Number two, we start again with our third and seventh in the left hand, so we have our E and B flat. And in the right hand, now I want you to play an E flat minor triad, so we get this sound. Wow. So I'm going to play C down in the bass again. I'm going to come up and play those five notes. So what do we have? Well. In my right hand, I have an E flat or a D sharp, which is the sharp nine. I have a G flat, which is the flat five. And I have my B flat, which is the seventh of C dominant. So again, C dominant, sharp nine, flat five. Beautiful. And we can invert that as well, right? variations of that sound, of that voicing. Okay, two-handed voicing number three. We're going to start with our third and seventh in the left hand again, our E and B flat. And now in the right hand, I want you to play a G flat major triad. So what do we have? Well, we have the G flat, which is in our right hand, we have the G flat, which is the flat five. We have a B flat, which is the seventh. And we have the D flat, which is a flat nine. So we have a flat nine, flat five, altered dominant. Wow, beautiful. And we can invert that sound as well. And then finally, our fourth option, uh, voicing option, we're going to have our third and seventh in the left hand again, our E and B flat. And in our right hand, we want an A flat major. So we get this. Wow. So what do we have? Well, we have an A flat, which is a G sharp, which is the sharp five. We have a C, which is the root of our C dominant. And we have an E flat or D sharp, which is the sharp nine. So we have a C dominant, sharp nine, and a sharp five. Love it. Got some bite to that, right? 
And again, we can invert that, that triad. We can move that triad around in inverted shapes. Beautiful. So there are four harmonic shapes uh, using kind of a polychord approach, right? We're thinking third and seventh or seventh and third in our left hand, and we're thinking a triad in our right hand uh, to get to the fully altered sound, to get to some combination of an altered nine some and an altered five, right? We're going to have some, an, the nine is going to be altered, the five is going to be altered. So we have, we can have a flat nine, we can have a flat five, we can have a sharp nine, we can have a sharp five, we can have a flat nine, sharp five, or sharp nine, flat five. I'm not even going to try to repeat that. Okay, but it's just various combinations and permutations of the nine and the five being altered. So uh, I'm going to go through each one again, right? Option number one with C sharp minor in my right hand. Option number two with E flat minor. Option number three with G flat major. Option number four with A flat major. It's fantastic, right? And when you hear, right now I'm just isolating each one of those dominant, uh, altered dominant sounds. But what's great is, you know, if you really want the impact, resolve it to, resolve that C dominant to F major. So you get something like this. Or the E flat minor option. Resolve that to F major. You can hear the beauty of that, right? The G flat major. Or the A flat major. Beautiful voicings. So I like to just practice, as I mentioned earlier, anytime I'm studying a sound, I always like to start with it harmonically as a chord. And I just like to bathe in that sound, strike the chord and digest it. Okay? So your job is to take those polychord combinations now and move those through all 12 keys. Now, the illustration guide that I mentioned earlier diagrams these voicings, these options out for you uh, for all 12 keys. So may be very beneficial for you to have the illustration guides in front of you uh, as you study these polychord combinations, these two-handed voicings. Now that we have a handle on the fully altered dominant sound harmonically, we now want to learn it melodically. And to do so, we are going to use ascending and descending scale motion. And I'm going to present you with two approaches, as I did with the sharp 11, with the flat 13, and with the flat 9, flat 13. Approach number one is the academic or the college perspective. And approach number two is going to be our practical or street perspective. So approach number one, the, uh, the fully altered dominant sound, including the flat 9, sharp 9, flat 5, sharp 5, 
it originates from a melodic minor scale. Okay, so in the case of C dominant, flat 9, sharp 9, flat 5, sharp 5, or C fully altered dominant, it's going to be our D-flat melodic minor scale starting on the note C. So how do we get to our D-flat melodic minor scale? The easiest way, play your D-flat major scale. Right? D-flat, E-flat, F, G-flat, A-flat, B-flat, C. And now just simply... Lower the third, lower the F one half step. That is now F flat or E. There's our D flat melodic minor scale. Now, instead of starting that scale on D flat, I want to start it on the note C. Alright, if I put C in my left hand as a chord, my third and seventh. letting it all just blend, all blend together. There's our fully altered scale. So now that D-flat melodic minor scale, if I play it on C, I have my C, and my D-flat, my E-flat, my F-flat, which is my E or my third, my G-flat, my A-flat, and my B-flat. Okay? Uh, You'll also hear this referred to as the super Locrian mode, right? So approach number one, the academic approach. Wow, man, there, there are a lot of hoops to jump through here, right? Melodic minor scale, half step above the root of the chord that you're wanting to play the fully altered sound for, right? So C, you're going to play the D flat melodic minor scale starting on the note C. And if you want to impress your neighbors, use the Super Locrian title, and it's very impressive. However, as I mentioned before in previous in the previous podcast on altered dominant sounds, if you try to think like this when you are playing, you will hit major roadblocks. I use the example of it's like strapping sandbags around your ankles and trying to swim across the Atlantic Ocean. It's not going to happen. It's just way too complicated. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not valid or it's not uh, a, a valuable way to think about it, because it is. It's wonderful to think, to have an understanding of the origins of a sound, where it comes from, and why does it work, right? I find that to be invaluable information. You just don't, you just do not want to try to think that way when you play. Instead, I would recommend approach number two, which is the practical approach or the street perspective. And the street perspective always says, well, wait a minute, you want a C dominant fully altered with a flat nine, sharp nine, flat five, sharp five. So the very first thing I want to do is play my dominant C dominant scale, which is the major scale with the flat seven, right? That makes perfect sense. So there's my C dominant scales, C, D, E, F, G, A, and B flat. So now you want me to do what? You want me to flat the 9, so I'm going to flat my D. You want me to flat my, you want a sharp 9, so hmm, I'm going to have a D sharp in there. i got to have my third, which is going to be my E. 
You want me to flat a 5, so I'm going to flat my G. You want me to sharp the 5, so I'm going to play a G sharp. And then I got my 7th, which is the B flat. So I get... So I got my root, my flat 9, my sharp 9, my 3rd, my flat 5, my sharp 5, and my 7th. And that's the same scale. That's that same D-flat melodic minor scale starting on the note C, but approached in a much simpler way. So I would recommend studying both approaches. However, apply approach number two, the street perspective, when you're actually playing the scale or playing the sound. I want to take a second and remind everyone that Thursday evening, uh, 8 p.m. Central Time. I am live online using the Zoom platform, uh, which I am sure m many of you uh, are very comfortable with uh, at this time. So um, this class, every Thursday evening, it's an online master class. It's an open discussion and deeper dive into the current week's podcast episode. So this Thursday we will be diving even deeper into the fully altered dominant sound. Uh, and of course, I always leave uh, plenty of room within the hour-long class for some general, general question and answers as well. So uh, I encourage you to uh, join the class. Uh, you can do so by just going to jazzpianoskills.com. And there are links there to join the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass on Thursday evening. We meet every Thursday evening, 8 p.m. Central Time. It is definitely a value-added educational opportunity that you do not want to miss. And so um, please, um, I look forward to seeing you Thursday night. Please come and be a part of the class and, and uh, introduce yourself and allow us to get to know you. And, of course, you to get to know other folks as well that are participating in this exact same journey that you are. So I will see you Thursday evening, 8 p.m. Central Time, Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass. Looking forward to it. Now let's put this all together, right? Let's let's put together our, our dominant, fully altered dominant sound uh, harmonically and melodically. And to do so, we're going to pulling an ensemble, rhythm section, and I am going to demonstrate uh, this sound uh, as I do with every sound from various entry points and destination points. So our first uh, example here today, the first example I want to play the sound, obviously, with the entry point being the root and my destination point being the seventh. I'm going to play a nice voicing in my left hand. my rhythm section playing and of course the goal is to play this scale this sound ascending and descending with a with a very relaxed jazz articulation a nice jazz feel in time and as I do always I do not want to practice this and treat this like a scale I am going to treat this as it's an improvisational line that I am moving through and I want it to sound like that, right? I want it to be musical. I, don't, I do not want it to sound like an exercise. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's listen to the dominant, fully altered sound, entry point being the root, 
uh, destination point being the seventh. So uh, let's check it out. Let's see what we think, and then we'll talk about it, okay? Here we go. So nice, right? I mean, we, you don't even have to do anything fancy, right? Just play a nice voicing in your left hand. Play that sound, ascending, descending, from the root to the seventh. And let the piano and let the sound work for you, right? So so, so many times we overplay and we overthink. Uh, you just do not have to do a lot, I promise you, with these altered sounds to make them sound good. They already do, right? They already sound good. So uh, just practice and focus, play the sound and focus on your jazz articulation and your feel playing in time and you'll be doing yourself an enormous favor. So now let's change our perspective a little bit, right? Same sound, right? However, now our entry point is gonna be our third and we are going to end up traveling to the sharp nine, the E flat. So now this takes on a little bit of a different uh, timbre, a little different complexion here. I love it. So let's bring in our ensemble again. Let's drop this into a musical context and listen to it and uh, see what we think, right? We'll talk about it. So here we go. Let's check it out. See, you know, we want to, and I mentioned this in the uh, podcast episode on the sharp 11 and the flat 13 and the flat 9, flat 13 as well. It's so important for us to be able to enter and exit 
a musical sound from various points, right? We cannot just be root dependent, that we can only enter into a sound from the root. Because the reality of it, of it is, is we do not know where, where we are going to be coming from or where we are going to when we are playing a jazz standard or improvising, right? So we have to be comfortable of entering and exiting a sound from various points, right? So with that being said, let's, let's bring in another perspective, right? Let's now start our, uh, have our entry point be the sharp five. So there's my G sharp. And I am going to travel to the flat five. So I'm starting with the sharp five and I'm traveling to the flat five. Sharp five to flat five. Nice. Nice. Now let's place it into a musical context. Let's make this swing, play with a good feel. Nice articulation. I want it to sound like an improvisational line. I do not want it to sound like a scale exercise. So here we go. Let's bring the ensemble in. Let's take a listen, and we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Check it out. Here we go. Changing that entry point and changing that destination point changes everything, right? Such a great way to practice any sound, not just the fully altered sound, but any sound. We should be practicing it, utilizing this exact same approach. You know, I mentioned earlier that the uh, educational podcast guides, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs, that they are available for you to download. And, and I strongly suggest that you do. They're very invaluable and will help expedite your musical growth. Um, but I also want to have you uh, make sure that you check out the Jazz Piano Skills courses uh, and lessons as well. And th this, the courses, it's a tremendous, um, th they make up a tremendous Jazz Piano uh, sequential curriculum. Uh, that utilizes a self-paced format and uh, are packed with all kinds of educational goodies to help you. Uh, detailed instruction and uh, illustration, uh, in-depth educational talks, interactive learning media that you can utilize, uh, traditional guides and worksheets, of course, that you can download and use as well. Uh, all the courses and the lessons uh, have uh, high-definition video demonstrations of me playing the jazz panel skills, uh, 
uh, in all 12 keys so that you can see fingerings, uh, you can see hand movement, you can pause it, you can repeat it. Uh, the videos are fantastic. Uh, there are play-along tracks and lead sheets included with each jazz piano course and lesson. Uh, and also, of course, professional and personal educational support is always handy and at your fingertips as well. Uh, mobile access to all of my courses at Jazz Piano Skills and Lessons. So whether you're using your desktop or laptop, your tablet or your phone, or your smart TV or watch, Regardless, any of your smart devices uh, will give you access to Jazz Piano Skills courses and lessons. So be sure to check those out at Jazz Piano Skills as well. Okay, so let's continue with our exploration of the fully altered dominant sound harmonically and melodically. So we've already looked at the C dominant fully altered sound from the root to the seventh from the sharp nine to the flat nine, from the sharp five to the flat five. So now let's, let's use the entry point being our seventh, and we're gonna travel from our seventh to a sharp five. So we get this. It's a different sound, different perspective. So let's bring it in our ensemble. Let's drop this into a musical context, a musical setting, and let's see what we think. So here we go. Check it out. amazing to me you know it's always amazing to me that when we change our entry point and our uh, destination point how it changes the whole sound um, just you know it's um, I guess variety well, I guess what I'm saying is variety is the spice of life right it's another another reason why we want to change practice these um, sounds from various entry and destination points it gives us an entirely different option, an entirely different sound within the sound to utilize in our playing, right? So yes, it has a very utilitarian uh, purpose as well, right? And that we want to be able to enter and exit a sound at any point. But there's also a compositional element to it as well. These, uh, these, the sound takes on a whole different dimension when we change our entry points and our destination points. So, okay, so let's, let's take a look at another one. Uh, we are going to now, I'm going to enter on the sharp nine. Uh, 
which is going to be our D sharp or E flat, right? And we're going to travel to the flat nine. Sharp nine to the flat nine. Wow, really nice. So let's bring our ensemble in. Let's drop that into a musical context and see what we think. Here we go. Check it out. So look, we, we looked at five various ways to explore the fully altered dominant sound. We did so from the root to the seventh, from the sharp nine to the flat nine, from the sharp five to the flat five, from the seventh to the sharp five, and from the sharp nine to the flat nine. That's a very thorough exploration and approach to digesting uh, the fully altered dominant sound, harmonically and melodically. So our final step would be let's, let's drop the sound into a classic 2-5-1 progression. So we're going to be in the key of F, so we're going to have our G minor. Then to our fully altered, C dominant, and then to our one chord. Okay? So what I want to do is bring the ensemble back in, and I am going to uh, focus on the root, third, fifth, and seventh of the G minor and entering that fully altered dominant sound from the G of the G minor, from the B flat of the G minor, from the D of the G minor, and the F of the G minor. So in other words, what I'm trying to do is now put into practice uh, the skills that I just practiced and demonstrated in exploring the fully altered dominant sound, being able to enter and exit from various, from various points, right? So let's bring the ensemble back in. Let's hear this beautiful fully altered dominant sound um, using scale motion, ascending and descending, dropped within the context of a 2-5-1 progression. So here we go. Let's check it out.
this, right? I think you can see the um, ability here to generate a lot of vocabulary, a lot of um, improvisational ideas can flow from gaining a mastery of the jazz, uh, of the uh, dominant, fully altered dominant sound from various entry and destination points. There's a lot of rich vocabulary that we can extract. So um, I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring the fully altered dominant sound, the flat nine, sharp nine, flat five, sharp five alterations to be insightful. And of course, I hope it's very beneficial for you. So don't forget, I will see you Thursday evening at Jazz Panel Skills Masterclass at 8 p.m. Central Time to discuss this podcast episode in greater detail and to answer any questions that you may have about this lesson or the study of jazz in general. Also, be sure to download the educational guides for this podcast lesson at jazzpianoskills.com. They are a tremendous resource that will expedite your musical growth. So check them out and download them and add them to your educational library. And while you're there, check out the Jazz Piano Skills courses as well. Likewise, join the Jazz Piano Skills forums, join the community, get involved, make some new jazz piano friends, and um, enjoy that opportunity. As always, you can reach me by phone at 972-380-8050, extension 211, or by email at drlawrence, drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com, or use the SpeakPipe widget found on the Jazz Piano Skills website, in the Jazz Piano Skills Educational Guides, and in the Jazz Piano Skills courses. So, that's it for now. Until next week, enjoy this amazing journey, and most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.